Oh, yes, resident rev head from Car Advice, Josh Dowling. Morning, <laughs> uh, morning, afternoon, Josh. It's been a long day for you, mate. It has. <laughs> the alarm went off for the first time in five weeks. I didn't know what day it was. Anyway, That's I'm here. here. How are you, mate? I'm radiant. R- what? <laughs> radiant. Mate, I'd be seeing it's a, do- I'd be seeing a doctor summer. about that, champion. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, hey, um, we're obviously going to get uh, quite a, a few calls on the board here from listeners wanting your advice, and there's a, a stack to get through. I, I did float an issue that I had in my holidays, and that is what the right um, pressure is to put in the car tyres. Now, don't judge me. I drive a Jag XF, right? Don't <laughs> judge right. me. People will be rolling their eyes saying, oh, this bloke says he's a battler. Please, driving a Jag. <laughs> but, mate, I, I went to the passenger side door, bent over, looked at the little you know graph where it has all the numbers, yeah, the tyre placard, which most new cars have these days. That's right, yep. I needed a university degree to read it. And all I wanted well, to know is how much pressure to put in the tyres. Can you help me? I'm with you. And they're actually quite confusing because there's even little symbols, whether you've got one person in the car, two people in the car, whether there's luggage, whether it's winter. And then you've got PSI or KPA, which are two completely different measurements. But generally speaking, and this is a general rule, and if you send me a photo of your uh, a tire placard, I'll help you out. But usually most new cars want to have about 34 PSI all around or even up to 35, 36. Uh, and that should keep you going. And ideally, you want the same pressure in all four tyres. Well, that explains why my tyres look like they're flat. I put in 27, so I might be going to serve <laughs> Yeah, give it a nudge. 34, you'd be pretty safe. But how about these new... Uh, I guess that the tyre filling stations at servos now, because people kept knocking off those adapters, mm. you've got to plug the hose into your thing. I, I really struggle with those. They're quite hard to use. Oh, please. Hard to yeah, use. And- you just shove it on and all of a sudden it beeps, take it off. It's not that hard. Yeah, then you hear that hiss and you're going, is that going in the tyre or is that going in the air? And And you raise a good point. You have to know exactly what PSI you want in the tyre, because you've got to push that button on the digital screen. Well, I'm glad you've helped me with that. There'll be people on the roads going, oh, leave me, fair dinkum. <laughs> I mean, if you listen to the football, you know I can't change a tyre, and now I don't know how much pressure to put in the tyre. Yes, I know, I'm hopeless. Let's get to some calls before we come back and have a chat about a few things. We've got a news update coming up as well with Amy Meehan. Jan's first listening to us in Canberra on 2 C. Hi there, Jan. Hello, how are you? Good, thank you. What's your question for uh, for Josh, um, Jen? Just a general overall opinion on the Nissan Qashqai, however it's pronounced. Yeah, I'm we call to get a, just a small SUV, so something with a little bit of height. Um, and yeah, I just would like to hear what you think of them. Yeah, I wouldn't dissuade you at all. Uh, and I was about to say, as a joke, they call it the Nissan Cash Cow because everyone's switching to SUVs, so it's a good way to remember the name. But, yeah, Quashkai is named after some tribe uh, overseas. Really nice car. It's one of the reasons people are switching to SUVs. Just like you said, they like that little bit of extra height. It's easy to get in and out. It's easy to load stuff in the back. I would not talk you out of it. All I would say is please do a lot of research online. Even just the Nissan website will be a good friend to you in this instance. Go to nissan.com.au. Click on a button that says offers and scroll down with a pen and paper on uh, off to the side and write down all the different prices because they've got a lot of different deals at the moment. Some include an FPOS gift card. Some include seven-year warranty. So just be sure you're looking at what you're getting. And that way, when you go to the dealership, you already know what you can pay. This a little Christmas so present for you, Jan? the warranty would be the top priority to go for. I agree, yeah. And it's a seven-year factory warranty. It's not a dealer uh, extended warranty. So it's the real deal. Treat yourself to a little and, Christmas and present. And for a sort of, um, well, a 60-year-old lady that doesn't want to speed around at high speeds, what sizes would be, what size engine would you think would be... 
expected. Well, actually, engine sizes don't really matter much these days because all engines are getting smaller to chase really strict economy targets overseas. So I can assure you that car will more than do the job zipping around the city and suburbs. And even if you need to duck on the freeway to get to Sydney or Melbourne, you'll be absolutely fine. Good luck with it, Jan. If you do buy the car, you'll have to give us a ring back in the coming weeks and tell us how it goes on the road. Thanks so much. Uh, 131873 is the number. Plenty of room on the board, folks. Now's the time to get in with your questions. Uh, One more from Roger before we get to a uh, news update. We'll come back with some more calls. Like I say, though, plenty of room on the board. 131873 to ask Josh your question from caradvice.com.au. Roger's at Como. G'day, Rog. Yes, sir. How are you going? Um, I've got a radio in a Mitsubishi Pajero, which I use to make sure the ocean's okay for our diving kids that go out, uh, you know, in small boats out in the ocean. And if insurance is today, you've got to be careful. There's no southerly buster coming. It's gone out. and The code's got to go in 8281. You put it in uh, with a um, factory and uh, that's okay. Well, they buggered it up in my factory over here at Oak Road at uh, Kirawee. And they said, oh, we can't do it. It's got to come out of your car and go on a computer. They've done that and charged me 100 and still can't do it. Now I've got no radio and no CD player. And they said, we'll give you a new one for three grand. Now, I bought this car eight years ago, paid cash for it, and it's a beautiful car. It's all I'll ever own. Pensioners don't get to own four-wheel drives and red seater and bloody leather seats, but I've (laughs) lost my whole bloody setup. It's a beautiful rig, and they won't put it on the computer and fix it for me, so I've got to go to court over it. That doesn't sound right, Josh. $3,000 for a radio. No, it doesn't. And, Roger, oh, quick question. Radio, CD. It said C-O-D-E. Oh, can't do it today. And the bloke said, I'm finished in 30 seconds. He said, get out and make him come back next week. <laughs> I come back next week, and the word off was on the radio, O-double-F. And that's when all the trouble started. What do you they think, Josh? What do you yeah, think, quick tip. It. I would send Roger to a Mitsubishi dealer. If they can't fix it, then you'll need a replacement, but it will not cost you. I today, and they said, go away. Yeah, well, if we, I'll take your details off here. That doesn't sound right. Yeah, Roger, stay there. We'll get your details, mate. If they are taking you for a bit of a ride, I'm sure we can step in and see what we can do about it. Uh, 131873 is the number, 2GB.com, 4BC.com.au. Uh, we'll come back and have a chat to you, Josh, also to some of our callers. I want to talk to you about uh, Holden, lower sales since 1948 last month, and also, too, the Ford Mustang sales have hit the brakes. So we'll have a chat about that in just a sec. You're a popular man, Josh Dowling from Car Advice, full board of calls. <laughs> back to those calls in just a sec. But, mate, tell me, about Holden's lowest sales since 1948 last month. Yeah, and I'd like to say I did my bit, Levy, before they packed up mm-hmm. and uh, stopped making cars in Australia. I bought four new Holdens in the last 15 years. Anyway. We're so, paying this bloke too much. Can we give him a pay reduction, please? Four cars? They, they, what? They weren't at the same time. They oh, okay, were one after enough. the other. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, so, yeah, pretty grim month for Holden in November. They posted their sixth record low in November. It was half what they did the same month last year. They've never been this low, 2,665. Those numbers might not mean anything, but let me put it like this. Isuzu, which has just two models in its range, nearly overtook Holden, and the Toyota Hilux 4x4 only, not the little tray-back ones you see the traffic controllers use, just Mm. just that one variant outsold Holden as an entire brand last month, as did the uh, Ford Ranger and Mitsubishi Triton. So tough times. Uh, They will bounce back. Uh, It's just going to take them a bit longer. And the Utes, they're filling the top three sales spots in November. That's right. So we've got Toyota Hilux Ford Ranger at number one and number two for the second, if not third year in a row. Mitsubishi Triton landed in third place. 
And, in fact, I think there was an ad just in the ad break then. I mean, the discounting going on in that ute market is ridiculous. It's no surprise. Uh, you can get savings of at least three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 off the full price. And what's happening, you've got the two titans, Toyota and Ford. They've got their gloves off with uh, having a big go at the discounts. Mitsubishi's also weighing in there. And everyone else, so Holden Colorado, Nissan Navara and others, if they're not discounting, they don't get a look in. So it's really a buyer's market if you're after a ute. Pick yourself up a bargain. All right, let's whip through as many of these calls as we can, Josh, starting with Sean at Redcliffe in Queensland. G'day, Sean. Yeah, g'day. What's your question, mate? Um, I've got a new Colorado. It's 12 months old now. It's got 28,000 on it, and it had its first service at 15,000 when it was recommended. Um, and I was driving through Coffs Harbour and my brakes failed. So I took it to the local Holden dealer down there, and he rang me back and said... Uh, yeah, the master cylinder's gone due to contamination in the brake fluid, and unfortunately that's not covered under our warranty. I was just wondering where I stand with that. Yeah, that's a real tricky one, and I'm happy to take your details off air and chase it up with Holden. You would say, I guess your argument is, I haven't touched the car. Um, this is as it was delivered. Why should, should it be on me that the brake fluid's contaminated? Is that your argument? Well, that's right. So it's only ever been serviced by Holden. It's had one service. Yeah, and uh, you've not touched Holden, it? Unfortunately... No, no, I haven't touched it. Unfortunately for me, I didn't service it at the people I bought it from. I serviced it at the, with the Holden dealer closest to me, so they probably... Make, makes no difference. You're allowed to get it serviced yeah. anywhere. Yep. Right. Yep. Sean, stay there. We'll get your details, mate, and uh, we'll pass them on to Josh and see if he can do some digging as to uh, what the situation is there. We'll have an update on the uh, the bushfire situation from the New South Wales Rural Fire Service in just a second. Shane Fitzsimmons speaking to the media. Uh, but we continue on with calls. Uh, line six we go. Alex in Sydney. Hi, Alex. Yeah, good. I've got an Audi SQ5 2017, which is the last of the diesel um, range. And they didn't bring the diesel out of the latest run of, of, of Audi SQ5s. But I understand there's a new one coming out next year, um, which may or may not be available in Europe at the moment. Do you know if it's coming out to Australia at all? And what do you think of the, that sort of model range generally? Yeah. Yes, so this is Audi's uh, high-performance version, and I'm just making this a bit accessible to people who don't know what an SQ5 is. Imagine an an Audi version of a Toyota RAV4, but a lot faster and a lot more luxurious. Uh, The SQ5 you've got, the turbo diesel, was a gem. They, as you rightly said, have switched to petrol since then because, obviously, Audi is part of the Volkswagen group, and they had a a few issues or a few difficulties, you could say, with the Dieselgate scandal. I'm not so sure we're necessarily going to get the diesel version of the SQ5. I'll take it as homework and uh, feed it back to Trent or or I'll uh, be able to tell you in the coming weeks. But I do know the car industry is slowly weaning itself off diesel because the restrictions and the emission standards being enforced in Europe are making it very difficult. But I I will check into it for you for Australia. Good on you, Alex. Thanks for the call, mate. Josh is next in Brisbane. Hi, Josh. Hey, mate. How you going? Good, mate. What's your question for uh, for Josh? Mate, I was just looking to get advice. I'm currently looking at two vehicles, a 2009 um, Nissan R35 GTR and a similar age model of the Lexus RCF. I was looking, what would you recommend out of the two? Um, Obviously, you know, cons and, and pros and cons on both of them. Well, the Nissan GDR is obviously an icon, possibly going to hold its value longer. I mean, you've obviously, they're both 10 years old, so the depreciation's taken the biggest hit so far. I guess it's a decision on whether you want it to run forever, in which case I'd probably steer towards the Lexus, because it's obviously Toyota's luxury division. They've got a brilliant reputation for quality and reliability. Uh, And it's more likely that the GTR has had a harder life, but either one, I would definitely get it checked out by an expert. 
Uh, but it really depends. If you want to have something that depreciates slightly slower, I would go the GTR. If you want to drive a car into the sunset and own it for a very long time, I'd go the Lexus. Good luck and good shopping, Josh. Thanks for the call, mate, in Brisbane, listening to us on 4BC. Uh, David's got a question re Ford. Hi, David. Yes, g'day, fellas. Um, my, my wife and I are uh, looking around for a new SUV. Now, she's gonna, we're going to upgrade from a uh, Toyota Corolla. We want to do uh, Cape York next year. We've test drove the uh, Prado the Nissan Patrol, the uh, Pajero, and the Ford Everest Trend. Now, the Ford Everest Trend we've found is absolutely brilliant. My question is, what's your view on the 2-litre bi-turbo engine as opposed to the 3.2, and, and taking into account the 10-speed gearbox or the 6-speed gearbox and the 3.2? Yeah, really great question. And luckily for you, I've driven extensively both the 3.2-litre that's in the Ford Everest and Ford Ranger and the two-litre twin-turbo that's in the Ford Everest and Ford Ranger, and we've tested them uh, empty with a 650-kilo load in the back and towing a 2.2-tonne trailer, and in every single test we've done, the two-litre twin-turbo with the 10-speed auto that comes with it standard is significantly more powerful. It's a faster accelerator, and it gets much better fuel economy. So I would not look at the 3.2. It's a 20-year-old engine. The 2-litre is the future. So if you're going to buy a Ford Everest, definitely consider the 2-litre twin-turbo. However, I would also circle you back and have a really close look at that Toyota Prado. I was up at the top end twice earlier this year, and can I tell you, everywhere north of Cairns, it's about 80% Toyota. And if you need parts in the bush you've got a much better chance of getting parts for a Toyota. And, and the other great advantage of the Prado is you've got twin tanks, so you're not going to get stranded. So, look, the Everest is a great vehicle. I think it's a touch on the expensive side. It is a little bit smaller than the Prado. Uh, if you've got your heart set on it, go for it. But I would circle you back. Just have that. Uh, have one more look at that Toyota Prado because they're doing red-hot deals at the moment. Some great advice for you, David. Appreciate the call. Uh, just one last um, subject before we uh, let you go, Josh. Uh, we spoke about Holden, the lower sales since 1948, just off the back of that call with Ford. Now, the Mustangs, they just seem to be everywhere on the roads. And for mine, my personal opinion is that they just seem to have lost their appeal a little bit because they're popping up everywhere. How are the sales on the Ford Mustang looking? So they're actually having a tough time. Their sales are definitely down this year. They're on track to do about 4,000. Last year, they did 6,000. The year before that, they did almost 10,000 sales. And in fact, a marketing expert told us some time ago that sports cars and, and icon cars like the Mustang have half-life. So they, they sell really well in the first year or so. And then everyone who's wanted one got one. And then they basically, their sales halve. And that's happening in this instance. It's right. still a great car. Ford's definitely fitted a lot of enhancements to it. They've given it more technology, made it drive better. But I do think it's starting to lose a little bit of its glow, and that's a shame. And giving a couple of examples, more people bought a Honda Jazz last month, Levy, than wow. bought a Mustang. Okay. <laughs> more people bought a Holden Astra last month than bought a Mustang. And more people bought a Kia Picanto, that little tiny city hatchback, last month than people bought a Ford Mustang. So now, Josh, it's definitely on the wane. Don't you tell your friend Trent Nikolic, but I think I'm going to adopt <laughs> you as my car man. Is that okay? Oh, sure. No worries. Well, you, you have to clear it with Trent first. You oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not clearing it with Trent. I'm going over his head. I'm coming to you. You can expect <laughs> phone calls at all time of the day and night, my friend. If there's a car problem, you'll get a phone call from me. Lovely to talk to you as always. Caradvice.com.au and uh, Trent will be back next Monday. Have a great Christmas, mate, if I don't talk to you beforehand. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Well done. Josh Dowling from caradvice.com.au.